You are listening to Abstractions at Glow, featuring me, Avon. For more information on my projects, please follow me on nailsatglow.com. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the cost of creation, the climate, the Star Wars problem, fuck AI replacing performers, and random facts. All right, all right. How are we doing today? Now, you may hear a few meows in the background. The cats are a bit excited today, and I'm not exactly sure why. So, you know, enjoy the music of kitties meowing. Now, today's first episode, I want to talk about the cost of creation. And, you know, the the, the obvious uh, religious kind of overtones when you say creation. Now, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what I'm doing right now. I'm sitting in front of my uh, not cheap laptop that I bought a number of years ago. Um, A USB microphone that, you know, I don't know how much it costs. It was a gift, but they're not cheap. Uh, to, to get decent sound. I have a, a mic boom arm. I'm wearing a pretty modest uh, wired headphones to monitor this. Um, I have a I have an external mouse and an external keyboard because you know sometimes you don't want to uh, you know be all crunched up on your laptop. You want to set it a little further back. Um, and then uh, for when I record videos, I have three ring lights, I have a uh, backdrop uh, stand, I have a green screen. If uh, my partner didn't already have a fabric steamer, I would have needed to get one of those. Um, then the software, the uh, audio software that I'm currently using to record, and the video editing software that I use when I edit videos. And then the time. Now you put all that together and it is expensive. Not, and I'm not even covering the cables that you need for all of this. And the rather pricey, uh, power conditioner slash battery backup uh, brick that I have sitting uh, uh, like very near my desk Um, you know just to make sure that you know because sometimes you get uh, a sound from the power and you want to avoid that especially when you're doing recording oh and I forgot the external hard drives, and the online uh, cloud storage, all of that costs. Now, about, gosh, I don't know, It probably like the 60s, 70s, things 
just started getting uh, what most people would consider affordable uh, for independent production of, uh, you know, like radio, uh, recording, video. You still needed money, but you didn't need as much money. Like, you didn't need to be a movie studio. You didn't need to be um, a recording studio. You didn't have to drop, like, your whole life just to do it anymore. Um, it became more and more common in the 80s. It became extraordinarily common in the 90s. Uh, handheld uh, camcorders um, were very ubiquitous for a lot of people. Um, there were like small little four track recording setups that you could get, you know, just all sorts of stuff. And as computers came, that became much, much cheaper still. And, you know, with computers and, and, and uh, creation, a lot of it was, uh, you know, just audio because, you know, the uh, megapixels... <laughs> Um, that you could get from a digital camera, you know, that was expensive. And if you got, a like a camcorder, a digital video camcorder, you know, with the small little magnetic tape things, you still needed like a bit of knowledge. Now you can just use your phone. Uh, you can get away with just recording audio with your phone if you really want to, um, and it, it's it, it it the access for people to create is so easy to get. Like there are people doing TikTok right now. They, you know, they spend like you know fifteen forty dollars on a ring light, depending on uh, you know which which kind you get. You can get really cheap ones, but uh, you know a couple of ring lights. Um, and some great ideas and you can make some like pretty incredible videos these days however there's certain types of productions that you need certain things and you know i'm i'm currently in a situation where i'm having a lot of problems with my software and my laptop um you know, just the nature of use, you know, wear and tear. And, you know, laptops, they're not designed to replace a whole bunch of stuff. You know, that you can't even, you can't, you can't even change the battery anymore in a laptop without, like, doing the hokey pokey and turning yourself around. You know, it's stupid. And the cost, comparatively, has seemingly gone up because you know about I don't know in the early 2000s you could get a $200 desktop computer you could get like a two three hundred dollar like camcorder uh there there was a little conversion thing that you could get that wasn't that expensive and uh you know some of the software was pricey but you could get by with some of the cheaper things. You just had to be a bit more clever about your use. And, you know, 
maybe for $500, you could produce some decent content. You know, you, you hear him? That's Thor. Hi, Thor. These days, it seems, if you don't have a $1,000 cell phone or a $1,500 cell phone, if you're an, an Apple user, um, you're kind of SOL when it comes to content production. And if you're trying to, you know, be a bit of, you know, like do things like, you know, green screen, um, longer content, uh, you know, multiple edits and stuff like that. Sure, you can do some of that on your phone, but after a while, you, you kind of hit a limit of what you're able to do. And then... <laughs> the cats are running around. Oh my gosh. They're so funny. They're so funny. Um, I guess what I'm what I'm saying is, like, right now, I'm looking at needing to replace my laptop, needing to update some of the software that I've been using for seemingly ever. And in order to get everything going the way that I'm used to, um, it looks like I'm going to need to spend, like, $2,500. And that's the low end. You know, technology was supposed to get cheaper. It was. There was there was a promise that, you know, computers would be cheaper. Computers would last longer. You know, the growth of technology would eventually slow down to the point where we wouldn't need to worry about replacing our technology every year or having to keep up with the Joneses when it came to our phones. But the opposite seemingly has happened. You know, I remember buying a desktop computer and it being pretty solid for about five years. After that, you know, you, you were looking at uh, upgrading it. And if your motherboard wasn't sufficient, you know, <laughs> that was that was a whole thing. But, you know, generally speaking, you could get away with you know, some of the older desktop computers and be pretty reasonably, you know, equipped for five, six years. These days, it seems every two, maybe three years, you need to replace your system. Desktop computers, a bit more versatile. Uh, the motherboards are a bit more um, robust. But then you're looking at video cards, you're looking at RAM, you're looking at hard drives, you're looking at <sighs> cooling systems, you're looking at all sorts of things that um, improve, you know, so frequently or change so frequently that you, you really do need to update, like, your graphics card, like, every two years now, it seems. Especially some of these games, they're just redonk. I don't know. I was just thinking about this when I was sitting down to record, and, you know, it's just crazy. Like, if you're a creator, if you're an artist, you know, you you had to buy a pretty decent system, then you likely purchased a, one of those external drawing screens, or uh, you spent money on, you know, like a 
an iPad with a pencil. And even then, you still need an external system to do some, uh, you know, prepping for, you know, delivery. And, you know, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, artists are spending a lot of money because they're buying all of these digital packs and brushes and stuff like that and screens and, and gloves. And sometimes... Uh, I know one digital artist who has like three or four of the expensive styluses because, uh, you know, they, they keep one in their uh, go bag, they keep one in their office, and then they have another one just in case one of those fail. And those things are not cheap. <laughs> just, oh my God. Okay. I'm kind of losing steam on this one because the, the cats are so distracting. Ah, oh, they're so cute, though. Okay, we're going to move on to climate. Now, I'm sure you're paying attention to some of the po political stuff that's happening right now. These so-called, and I'm putting them in quotations, debates. Sip of coffee. Now, ooh, move the microphone. Sorry about that. Now, a politician asks, is asked, do you think humans are affecting the climate? And instead of answering the question, they just dance around. Now, I I see, you know, politicians, especially the past, like, I'd say 20 years, it's gotten really bad. But politicians have this thing about absolutely not answering the question that they're asked. Now, I mean, that's just a politician thing, but they used to pretend to answer the question or answer it in an ambiguous way. These days, they simply avoid it. You know, you ask them if humans are causing climate change and they will, they will say everything other than, you know, humans and climate change in the same sentence. And it's maddening because it's the corporations that are damaging our environment that are giving these politicians money which make the politicians not want to take a stand on climate change think about that how is that not a conflict of interest why in the USA do we still allow corporations the freedom to do such things Now, I'm going to age myself here ever so slightly. <laughs> I remember a time when leaded gas was still sold. I remember a time where you could get gas for 75 cents a gallon. Now, honestly, I'm not that old, but it feels like I am sometimes. But <sighs> there was... In recent living memory, a time where we were still pumping lead into the environment. 
and it was because it made things easy for the oil companies. And instead of just going, wait, we all know lead is poisonous. We all know lead causes mental problems. We just went, oh, well, it doesn't really cause that many problems. <laughs> and then we didn't hold the corporations to fault for whatever reason. And then we started giving them all of these freedoms. And now we're in a position where they make us feel guilty for not recycling. And then they don't tell us that the recycling really isn't working because of how expensive it is and how much it pollutes to recycle some of this stuff. It's maddening. And the people in power who are making hundreds and millions of dollars, they are not being... They are not being held responsible when they are. They just say, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, our records show this. And, you know, it's not our, you know, the, the, the planet goes through changes. It'd be really great if we held these people responsible if we punished these corporations by saying, you know what, you, you done messed up. We're going to dismantle your corporation. We're going to, you know, all, all of your little field offices and stuff are going to sell to local uh, people or whatever. And we're going to, you know, make sure you don't these factories and stuff don't pollute the environment anymore. You know, it may make things more expensive, but you'll also need to hire more people in order to do these things. So, you know, it could be an economic boost to stop polluting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know the solution, but we we really need to stop letting these people off the hook for what they've been doing knowingly. You know, it's like the, the tobacco executives. None of them ended up in jail. None of them ended up in, in jail for literally killing people with a product that they knew was killing people because... <laughs> They paid scientists and doctors to say, well, you know, it's not conclusive that smoking cigarettes causes cancer. Bitch. And why do we still sell tobacco products? Why do we still market nicotine? Like the, the whole tobacco industry, you know kind of shifted to the vapes and are like, okay, let's just put tobacco in vapes or nicotine in vapes and sell those because, you know, people don't have so much of a problem with those. But we, we're, you know, the, 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 the information still isn't there when it comes to vaping. I think there's a possibility for medical use for vaping, but 
as far as like people releasing plumes of sickly sweet smelling smoke into the air and being like oh it's just a vape it's not smoke listen bitch there's still nicotine in that it still smells like donkey ass and you know fuck you chad (laughs) uh i i'm just frustrated because you know, it's as much as I talk about hating the sun and hating nature and being allergic to the planet, I really like nature. I do. I just rather cover myself from head to toe in sun protection. But I love sitting on a riverbank. I love just listening to the water, watching trees, listening to the birds so beautiful I love trees I love running water and I'm so frustrated that we're reaching a point where we won't be able to sit outside because it's impossible to do it without being in a spacesuit eventually like it's kind of it's It looks like it's coming to that. And it's it's also really weird that we're not set up to a point that we can actually leverage some of the heat and use it for energy production. Like, (laughs) we could literally use some of this heat. We could literally use some of this solar stuff. You know, this this excessive solar energy and convert it to energy. But we're not set up for that right now. How frustrating is that? There's literally free energy happening. Like, it's a problem. But we could use that. You know, we, we, could, we could shut down all of the polluting... Uh, you know, power stations, it just used this sun that's, you know, getting more and more intense, this heat that's getting more and more intense, and leverage that into energy. Eventually, if we're not using all of these things that are polluting, then things might get better. I don't know. <laughs> just rambling. I mean, that's what this show's about, just thoughts. And they're my thoughts. And I don't write any of this down. And you're listening because you really enjoy my voice and you like my ideas, my opinions. Or you're just listening because, you know, you have nothing else to listen to right now. And you're just listening to me on the bus. And you're probably not going to finish the whole episode. And that's fine. Thank you for listening. (sighs) Okay, so I guess we'll go ahead and go to the Star Wars problem. (laughs) The cats keep meowing. I love them so much. It's Thor and Bentley. Call Bentley Bear Bear sometimes. And uh, they're just so cute. Alright, so the Star Wars problem. Now, I just, okay, hold on. Sip of coffee. 
Now, the problem with the solo movie wasn't the actor. I mean, <sighs> the actor playing solo had the acting skills of a piece of cardboard on fire. You know, I mean, he's a pretty boy, but that's about it. But also, Harrison Ford is kind of static, so, you know, fair. Fair dues. The problem with that movie was how stupid it was. Like, literally stupid. Like, his name could have just been Solo. He didn't need it to be named Solo because he had no family. Okay. Well, he, he was servant to a serpent snake sewer dweller whatever that couldn't stand the sun like I just what the uh. it would have made more sense if he if the movie started with him working for Jabba and him already having gone through you know empire training and stuff like that you know like we didn't need to see him before that and then the whole girlfriend thing, like, how stupid. The guy says, I don't want to be connected to this, but take my assistant, who is somebody you used to, like, crush on hard. <laughs> so then it could be connected to me. <laughs> and then it just, it becomes like a mix of uh, Mission Impossible and Rogue One. And it's like, what? what's even happening here? Like, why couldn't we have seen a movie about Han Solo and Lando Calrissian and Chewbacca having an adventure the whole movie? Like, why did Lando only show up for, like, you know, the, the ephemeral amount of time that he showed up? You know, the Lando character was the best thing about that whole movie. But that was even just a stupidly written part. I don't know if it was conflicts with, you know, what they wanted to do, what they thought they needed to do or whatever. But whoever made the decisions for that movie's story, you're a bad writer. <laughs> you're just a bad writer, dude. Um... And that, that kind of that kind of idea of you know, subverting expectations and being mysterious for the sake of being mysterious and not wanting to recast people is becoming a huge problem for Star Wars. Now if you if you're a Star Trek fan, you see that Strange New Worlds recast Kirk, Spock, Nurse Chapel, Pike, um, Number One, uh, you know a bunch of characters that we had seen. There there's more, but you know those are the the highlights. Mbenga, that character was was just in the one episode with the original Pike, but um, you know they recast him too. But anyways, eventually they're gonna recast Bones, 
and um you know i you know I don't want to spoil anything, but there's another character that they recast recently in season two. And you know what? I'm okay with it. It is fine. And why is it fine? Because we're like, we're like 50 years later. You know, like we're so far removed from the original that recasting you know, kind of a prequel, you know, like story that happens before the original series. The characters don't need to look exactly the same. They don't. That's the thing about human actors. You know, it's just the thing about them. I mean, even for the, the, um, the wonderful, wonderful monsters and how to hide them movies they recast Johnny Depp because they're like eh <laughs> he's a bit of a dick and they didn't even worry about explaining why there was a new actor why he had a new face in the movies it was just you know you know they did that with uh, Dumblebutt because the actor died you know that was a thing <laughs> But with Star Wars, they seem to have this aversion to violating this this continuity that has no sense. Like, they're so married to a continuity that's impossible to maintain that having to write around some of it is just ridiculous. Like, Rogue One and my humble opinion was a fantastic story was a fantastic movie like sure there are cheesy bits sure there's some stuff that they were like we have to fit this somehow <laughs> and I'm just like uh you know hard eye roll but the the fact that there was legitimate like consequences there was danger there was you know a reason for the characters to be like you know we're struggling and in order to get this done it's obvious we're gonna die you know that was that was kind of amazing for a star wars story you know it, sure it was sad but they helped the rebellion they got the plan through the death star to the rebellion And then the new Star Wars movies. Rey being a granddaughter of the Emperor. No. <laughs> Just. That was the stupidest thing ever. It would have it been so much better. Had she just been. A nobody. That would have. That would have. That would have been so much more powerful. That would have been so much more empowering for the fans. You know. Not needing to be related to power, not needing to be related to legacy in order to connect to it, in order to have a position in the lineage of heroes. But no, we have to make the Skywalker line somehow the Emperor's responsibility, you know, because it was heavily 
implicated that the Emperor created Anakin. They didn't quite say it, but I think we can all agree that the Emperor created Anakin. So that means that the Skywalker legacy is the legacy of the Emperor. Why couldn't Rey have been somebody else? Why did Ben Solo need to die? Especially like that. Like them kissing? Ugh. Like, if anything, Ray could have been Ben's twin sister. <laughs> like, sure, that would have been a bit eye, uh, like hard eye roll, but oh my God. So, like, all of this commitment to the legacy of this kind of messy storyline um, is just, it's tiresome. Because the first movie barely makes sense. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's entertaining for sure but it barely makes sense in context of everything. You know, <laughs> like, the the aunt and uncle are killed, and, you know, Obi-Wan's like, you know, nobody's as precise and as skillful as these stormtroopers, and then for the rest of the series, they are the most inept army ever. <laughs> like, even in the Clone Wars movie, which, like, why did you call it that? Um, shooting straight, that wasn't really their thing. And then the Order 66, like, what? I, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, okay. And recently, the Ahsoka show started. I haven't seen it yet, but I always had a problem with the Ahsoka character because when she showed up in the animation, she was like a 14-year-old girl dressed like a stripper. Like... She was, I don't, she was dressed like a fucking stripper. And every other Jedi Padawan, every other Jedi wore robes. They wore baggy clothes. They were modest. But homegirl wearing skin-tight clothes with all these cutouts and everything. And as she got older, like, it, I'm just like, the fuck is happening here? Like, why are you hypersexualizing a young girl for one? And how is she fitting into the Jedi when she's just, like, not fitting into the Jedi? I was just, I was so confused by her character. Like, obviously men created her, but my goodness. And the new show, like, Rosario Dawson, like, she's problematic for me as a trans person and I'm just like I want I want to watch it but also fuck her <laughs> like you know oh my god I think Star Wars needs to just reset I think if I think if they just, you know, go, okay, so we're going to do one or two more shows and then we're going to cap it. 
you know, cap it. Then wait a few years, let everybody revel in, you know, the the all of that, and then be like, okay, so like all the other Disney properties, we're going to start remaking stuff. Is that blasphemy? It probably is to some of you. But the original Star Wars movie is one of the few sci-fi films out there that has been retouched, re-edited, reworked so many times that it bears no resemblance to the original and it is actually worse for it. Han shot first, fuck you, Han shot first, and uh, that fight between Vader and Obi-Wan on the Death Star, as <laughs> like two old guys with walkers like swinging their sticks. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, Jedi especially, like Dooku, Dooku was more agile than Vader or Obi-Wan. Like, why not just... <sighs> okay. Okay. I'm totally nerding on this, but my gosh. Just reset, just clean slate it. We need to erase what the Phantom Menace and, and the Clone Wars did to the the story arc. Like, my God, just... This is pod racing. And then Princess Amidala literally grooming a, a, a child. Like, how gross is that? Alright, anyways. <laughs> I'm going to get some hate mail about that. Alright, so my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite segment of the show. Fuck AI replacing performers. Let that sink in for a second. Now, I'm not against using AI as a tool. I mean, it's it's a pretty effective tool. If you're an artist, you can you can utilize AI for influence, like inspiration. Um, you know, you can jump in AI and say, you know, what does a body look or you know, body jumping from a building with a sword or something, explosion behind them. You can get this weird composition that's like kind of <laughs> interesting. But it's made up from other art, you know. You could be like, "Oh, that's cool. That's that. I can, I can, I can use that," and then draw your own thing. But when it comes to voice work, when it comes to extras, when it comes to deep fakes and stuff like that, like I think we're reaching the Max Hedrome part of entertainment. You know Max Headroom, right? He was a reporter that the uh, corporate uh, studios were like, yeah, no, fuck him. <laughs> we need to kill him. So then they recorded his likeness into the computer and gave him 
you know, gave him basically his, his, uh, you know, memories, which, you know, like just pretty much scraped his emails and his social media and his, you know, writings and stuff. And we're like, okay, he's our, he's our new digital bitch host. And then he went, you know what? Y'all can suck my dick and went and did his thing and became like an anarchist, uh, uh, monster really like Max Hedrum's terrifying <laughs> like he is and I love him but we're there but the problem is none of the AIs have their own minds which cool but also it'd be kind of neat if they did but you know studios are proposing or trying to push the idea that, you know, pay an extra for one day and then use their likeness in perpetuity, you know, by using deep fake technology. You know, voiceover uh, performers are getting replaced by the, the AI that sounds like this when it talks, and it is very funny. But, you know, sometimes it sounds a bit more normal, but then they all sound the same. It's just like, God damn it, dude. Like, I really like the 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 uh, actress that does the Cortana voice. Like at the Halo TV show, I was like, oh my God, they got her. <sighs> I mean, she has such a great voice. Oh my goodness. But I wouldn't want them, I wouldn't want Microsoft to not get her to come back and do more voice work. You know, if they wanted to do more uh, Halo-related stuff. I wouldn't want them to just use, you know, the library of, of audio that they have of her, tell the AI to, to put all that together to make her talk. Like, they did Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. Did you know that? That was AI. Do you think they paid James Earl Jones for that? Don't think so. Now, as somebody who does performing stuff myself, you know, my gosh, if somebody decided, you know, they were looking online I have tons of selfies up there. I have some body shots, but tons of selfies. You know, there's enough photographic referencing that if they wanted to, they could get an AI to just piecemeal together my face, put it on a deep fake, and they wouldn't have to pay me. I mean... Ethically, they should pay me. But the way things are going right now, if we don't... If we don't put the kibosh on these AI scraping the internet without permission, I could show up in a major Hollywood production as a lead, but it not be me. How fucked up is that? You know, like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
We are not here for that. I'm not here for that. Y'all can suck my balls for that. Like, people add add their, their flavor to everything that they do. They change as they, as they grow as performers. And sure, some people go downhill as they grow as performers. You know, I mentioned him earlier, Johnny Depp. Like, dude just kind of stopped giving a fuck. Like, God, I don't know. Even before Pirates of the Caribbean, like, he just, he just was so up his own ass. He felt like anything that he did was golden, and it was like, he's, he wasn't even trying anymore. Like, it just, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, why are we holding Mark Hamill up higher? Dude is amazing. Like, his voice work, his his passion for, like, you know, just generally performing. Like, <laughs> as poorly written as he was in the Star Wars movies, um, especially the new ones, you could see he was just, he, he was, he was, like, there for it. He was having fun. He was making the best of a bad situation. That whole tit milk scene. Like, <laughs> the look on his face. Uh, so, so classic. Like, I could, I could sense the Joker voice. I could sense it. He wanted to use the Joker voice so bad. Uh, Mark Hamill, I love you, dude. You know, when I was younger, people compared us. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool, you know, being Luke Skywalker. You know, now as a trans feminine, I'm like, well, actually, Luke Skywalker was a bit femme, too. <laughs> it might be why he has a full beard now, because, like, he did look kind of girly. The accident changed that a little bit, but, like, Mark, you were doped sexy you still are dope sexy but I mean like that Femi thing you were pulling like delicious <laughs> okay getting derailed here um, don't let AI replace performers you know if if you want to you know like put together like a crowd out of people you're paying for that production go for it but you have to pay them for each production. You have to pay them for each show. And trying to get around paying is really shitty. It really is. Like, just pay them. Some of these executives are trying to justify, you know, like, these, these small slivers of the money that's generated you know, in favor of executives who only really just sit behind a desk and sign papers. We need to pay writers more. We need to pay actors more. Directors are already just paid too much in general. 
but like residuals, you know, like syndication, streaming, all of that, that needs to generate money for these people. You know, I, years ago, I was told that, you know, I was trying to pursue music as a career. I was told that, uh, you know, a lot of bands also have day jobs. <laughs> I was like, the person who told me that, I think, was telling me that because they're like, you're not going to make it in music. But, like, I was going through depression and stuff, so I wasn't really pushing that hard. And, you know, I'm aware that, you know, only 1% really of all the people that go out to try to do stuff succeed in any meaningful way. But I was like, you know, that just doesn't make sense. You know, like, if I produce an album every year, let's say, and, you know, let's say I have like 500,000 fans, a million fans, you know, I sell 700,000 albums. You know, if I sell 700,000 albums, I should not have to have a day job. You know, if I sell 250,000 albums, I really shouldn't have to have a day job. You know, even if I'm only making a dollar off of each album, that's $250,000. Right? <laughs> Anyways, okay. Pull it back in. I don't know what I'm saying right now. The cats are just sitting on the floor, rolling around. It's really cute. Where's the other one? I don't know where the other one is. Nope. Okay. <sighs> now wrapping up the show with random facts. Uh, my random facts today are... I'm trying to do voice training... I'm trying to get the uh, dominant masculine sound out of my voice, uh, and it's going slow. I spent decades smoking cigarettes, filterless cigarettes, um, you know, smoking a lot of, like, uh, joints. There was um, just a lot of damage that I did to my throat over the years. Uh, you know, I wasn't really good to myself. And, you know, I, I got um, surgery on my neck to reduce my Adam's apple, and that felt really good, and it looks really good for me. I just want the voice to match the external a little bit, but, you know... Being assigned male at birth, going through uh, male puberty, and then decades of smoking, that really did something. And it's, I mean, you know, I like a woman with a deeper voice, but, you know, you hear my voice, you, you sound like a man. <laughs> I'm being goofy, but... You know, right now I'm even trying to just speak a bit higher, and it's hard, you know, and the voice training, it's hard to keep up with on the level that they recommend because it's so unnatural to do, and, you know, yeah, I'm doing it every day, 
I'm just not committing to it the same way I, I'm, I commit to other aspects of my transition. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. It's a slow process. Uh, what's another random fact? Oh, I'm, I'm excited for uh, that uh, Starfield game. Um, I'm wondering if it's going to be as buggy and as uh, uh, redonkulous as Skyrim was. Because, <laughs> like, who boy. Skyrim and Fallout 4, like, wonderful, wonderful games to spend time in those worlds and, you know, just explore and do all sorts of stuff, even if, you know, Skyrim and Fallout 4 both have, like, the problem of, you know, countless dungeons that all look the same. <laughs> just, my God, you go in, you go into a cave in Skyrim and, and it all looks the same. You would think there'd be a bit more variation. They could have done more skin packs for uh, Skyrim underground areas. You know, it's like the, the whole continent was made out of one stone. Very few variations. <laughs> like, my goodness. And then <clears throat> Fallout, like, sure, Vault Tech was a huge conglomerate. And they probably punched out the uh, Vault uh, stuff. Um you know, in a giant, you know, kind of system like that. But that's another one where the rock, you know, the striations could have been a bit different here and there. But I don't know. I'm really I'm I'm excited for a space adventure on the level of Skyrim. Um in Fallout Four when it comes to like, you know, the uh story aspects. Cause like we all love those because there's just so many little things to do and find and, you know, customizing your character and figuring out how to, like, circumvent some of the, you know, game stuff. Like, I read an article recently that there's a possibility you could do the whole game as a pacifist. Like, neat? <laughs> I don't know. I like... I like, uh... uh you know, blowing off steam in a lot of games, like, uh, yesterday, you know, my mouse and my computer were giving me shit, and I just, I wanted to cry, so I just got on Halo Master Chief Collection, and uh, I just owned on some covenant, I was just like, you know, the Spartan Ops from Halo 4, I really like those, why aren't those coming back? The Spartan Ops were fun. You know, like little episodic, you know, like linear adventures that you could play with like a bunch of other people. Like, how is that not cool? <laughs> uh, it's better than just being in an arena and, you know, surviving wave after 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 wave. But that's just me. All right, I guess we'll wrap it up here. I want to thank you so much for joining me for episode 16 of Abstractions at Glow. Um, for, you know, all information about me, everything I do, you can go to nailsaglow.com. 
Um, also, you know, visit Redbubble, Zazzle, and Designed by Humans, all nails that glow. I have various items of merch on each site. It'd be really great if you could buy something and, uh, you know, help a cat out. I also have coloring books and journals on Amazon, uh, mindful and funky coloring books, full page, one-sided each page, and the journals are the, uh, there's a trans hat journal and a non-binary specter journal, and those are pretty large, great for STEM kids, there's a, a dot pattern on each page so you can customize them. Uh, day day of the week and time at the top they're pretty great and uh, yeah you can also contact me for straps at glow at gmail.com and uh, yeah thanks for listening and I love you <laughs> <laughs>